Welcome. I am your host, Christine, and this is the Self-Esteem Truths Podcast, a podcast about discovering the truth about who we are, why we struggle, and how we can overcome. This podcast is designed to help you transform your life as we dive weekly into new questions about self-esteem truths. Hi, I'm Christine. I'm the confidence coach and motivational speaker, and this is episode 151. Something came up quite a few times this week, and if you've been listening for any amount of time, you know that that means it's going to be an episode. Today, we're going to talk about why I know the things that I share with you in these podcasts to do actually work. When I was really little, I was an outgoing, confident, vibrant, curious little girl. But very quickly, I began to receive the lessons that it was not okay to be any of those things. It was not okay to be confident or outgoing or curious. It was not okay to want or need. And through these lessons, I became a very different person. I became shy, awkward, closed off. I became an extreme people pleaser while at the same time not letting anybody in. I felt worthless. I felt disgusting. And as a teenager, I really hated myself. I became incredibly depressed and even suicidal. I felt like nothing I did was good enough and nobody would ever love me or like me. And while I certainly had some experiences in high school that could have and should have proven me wrong on that, I also had a lot of experiences that proved me right. And that's the message that I continued to believe, even with other proof right in front of my face. The proof that maybe I was smart and likable and valuable, I saw more as anomalies, one-offs and quirks, accidents, not actually anything true about me. I'm going to give a bit of a trigger warning here real quick. So if you need to skip ahead 20 or 30 seconds. As a small child, I was abused and I was sexually assaulted. And that added to the way that I viewed myself. In high school, I was bullied. And as a teenager, I was also raped. I didn't feel like I could tell anybody what was happening to me. I didn't feel like I could go to an adult for help because my belief at this point was I deserved it or I caused it. Nobody would believe me. And how I felt about myself continued to spiral. I joined the military right out of high school. I joined the Air Force. And just like high school, there were some experiences that absolutely should have helped me start to see myself as somebody who was capable and strong and smart and leadership material And there were some experiences that reinforced what I already believed about myself. And once again, my thought process towards those positive experiences weren't, oh, here's proof and maybe I should start to feel better about myself. I thought, good, I'm faking it really well. Hopefully they don't ever see through the facade. I thought, oh my gosh, they don't know the real me. And the second they figure it out... I'm going to be ridiculed, I'm going to be shamed, and anything good happening to me right now is going to go away because I obviously don't really deserve it. The first base I was assigned to was in South Korea, and actually I wasn't even assigned there. I gave up my stateside assignment to somebody else 
because I believed so deeply that I was supposed to please other people, make other people happy, and sacrifice everything for other people's needs. I don't even know the name of the person I switched orders with, but I'm in South Korea for them. Are you understanding the depths of my need to people please and sacrifice? So in South Korea, the male to female ratio was crazy. I think it was something like five females to every 50 men. That's not it exactly, but it was a big gap. And of course, I was getting male attention. And the first one of those men that was nice to me, I immediately clung to him like a drowning person to a life raft. I was immediately spending 24-7 with this man. And other people would warn me, that dude is not who you think he is. That dude is playing a part to trick you into being with him. And I thought, they all must be lying. They all must have a sinister reason for making up this lie. And after just mere months of knowing this man, I married him and immediately got pregnant. And it turns out all of those people warning me were telling me the truth. But by the time I figured this out, I'm married to him. I'm pregnant. We are now stationed in Japan with no support system. And I don't know the first thing about self-confidence or self-respect or boundaries or healthy communication. And my military command is doing things that I'm quite sure would get them in huge trouble today. So I'm just taking the abuse from all sides, pregnant in the military. Fast forward a year and a half, I have a child. I'm still in Japan. I am now out of the military. So I have no job. I have no family or support system. Married to somebody who will eventually be diagnosed with narcissism as well as being bipolar. And life was not good. I spent a few years of that marriage very, very concerned that I was actually crazy. That maybe I was imagining things. I was the problem. I was hearing things. I was terrified. I was so lonely and scared and confused. I was convinced I was unlovable, unlikable, unwanted. And while I made friends and I was participating in mommy and me clubs and Bible studies, I felt lost and confused and so alone. Let's fast forward again. We're stateside. We have three children. We're living in his home state. So I have no support system, nobody that I know. I am still not working. So I have no financial independence or security. We're living in his father's house. So I am feeling really outnumbered and uncomfortable. And he is cheating on me repeatedly. By this point, I do start reaching out for help. I know I need out of this marriage, but nobody will help me. And I don't feel like I can do it by myself. I have no job. I have three very small children. I joined the military as a teenager with no driver's license. I've been overseas for five years. I still don't have a U.S. driver's license. I know nobody in this state. And I have not learned any skills or tools to help me navigate how to help myself. So I stay. I stay in this marriage for five more years. Now, I mentioned earlier that I was doing Bible studies, and I want to circle back to that for just a second because I was working really hard on working on myself. 
I was doing all the books about loving your husband and being the best wife. And I really felt that if I just loved him more or was a better wife or if I gave more, then he would eventually love me back, be a good husband, give back. I felt like there was this tipping point I could get to where I had given enough that he would be filled up and give back. And while the Bible doesn't teach this, a lot of supposed Christians do, and it is incredibly harmful. So now here I am stateside, still in this marriage, and I'm trying to work on myself. And I'm starting to recognize that I might not be the problem. And I'm learning communication techniques. And I'm learning about my right to say no and have boundaries. Not great. Not very much depth to what I am learning. But I'm starting to become aware of these concepts. And I'm trying to get my husband to go to a counselor with me. And that's not going well. But I'm learning little tools. And I'm starting to hear certain things that are starting to get me curious again. That are starting to wake me up to the fact that my life doesn't have to look like this. So I have my license, I have a job, my kids are in school, and I leave my marriage. You've heard me mention it here before, I left with almost nothing. I had my kids, I had my dog, I had a couch, I had my SUV, which I found out later I owed more on it than it was worth, and it eventually was repossessed, and I had $97. In some ways, my divorce was the smoothest, calmest, least contested divorce that you'd ever seen. But it was that way because I left with nothing. And when he forced us into bankruptcy and foreclosure, because financially we were still tied in every way possible, I didn't know that I could fight him. I didn't know that I could stand up to him. My life had taught me that I just had to take it. My life had taught me that suffering is just what living was. And once again, in this period in my life, in these first few years of separation, I had so many things happen to prove to me I'm valuable. I have people that care. I'm smart. I'm creative. I'm capable. And I still didn't believe it. There were other things happening that were proving my old narrative to still be true. And while I was doing some things better than I had ever done them before, and while my confidence was starting to grow and show up, and I was, for the first time in my life, discovering who I really was, I was also still making the types of choices that put me in bad situations that allowed for me to continue to be hurt. And I think a lot of the people that knew me at that time thought I was confident and brave and had it together. And they were impressed with my ability to take control of my life. But those that knew me really well saw through all of that. And instead of me leaning into that and getting support from those people, I felt the need to hide from them because I couldn't bear to have them see me that way. So during all of this, I'm going to therapy. I'm going twice a week. So I'm in there bearing my soul and sharing all of these things that have happened to me and having these massive wake-up calls. And then I'm putting on a uniform and I'm going to work in a jail with inmates looking at me eight hours a day with male coworkers. And it was wildly uncomfortable. I felt like my skin literally had been peeled from my body and I was bleeding and raw and in intense pain. 
and I thought everyone could see it. Now, here's the problem. The people out there that like to hurt hurting people absolutely could see it, and they did not shy away from taking advantage of my pain. And I continued to make some pretty bad decisions, but I was also starting to make some good decisions. The problem was I still hadn't learned how to implement boundaries. I understood what they were, did not know how to put them into practice. I understood having self-confidence and liking yourself and that being a good thing. I still didn't believe those things about myself yet. And because of this, I kept finding myself in situations with bad bosses and unhealthy guys and friends that liked to take and not give. So let's fast forward again. I've now had years of therapy and counseling. I've read all kinds of books. I've done a lot of intense, deep work. I've really looked at myself and my choices and my beliefs. I've explored a lot of different careers. I've made new friends and then remade friends. I have the basics down about boundaries and communication, and I have shifted how I'm showing up and better people are showing up in my life. And I have a better idea of who I actually am at this point. I'm closer to being that little girl I was at the beginning of my life. And you've heard me say this before, but I realized in that moment, this is why more people don't get out of the situations that they're in. It's hard. It's painful. It's confusing. It's lonely. And the beliefs that have to be there for you to start that journey, they aren't there. So you don't start the journey. And I wanted to help other people that had been through what I'd been through and felt what I felt and believed about themselves the way I believed about myself. I wanted to help them break free. I wanted to help them get out of those situations. And you've probably heard me say, and then I discovered coaching and I started helping people. But that's not really the way that that part of that story goes. That's it in a nutshell. But what I want you to understand is I still had a long road of learning and growth to go through. I didn't wake up one day and become a coach. I went to school. And the coaching school that I went to required their students to do a lot of deep work. Every week, we were coaching and being coached. Every week, we were having to go deeper and deeper into ourselves, into our beliefs, into our pain. Who I was the day that I started my classes was a strong, beautiful, curious, hurting, introverted, scared woman. And I love her dearly. And she is no longer who I am. That was four years ago now. And even last night, I had a coaching session that made me look at myself and heal and evaluate my beliefs and my behaviors. I'm still going through this. I hope to spend the rest of my life going through this journey. What I can tell you is that the person that I am now is very much aligned with who I was as a child. What I can tell you is that I love myself and like myself. I know exactly how to use my boundaries. I am very comfortable with communicating and I can do it healthily. I have amazing, beautiful friends in my circle. I am living a life that I love and I'm passionate about. I like me in a way that I had no idea was possible seven years ago, 10 years ago, 20, 30 years ago. And so I put this podcast out there for 
anybody who finds it to share with you what I have done along the way, to share the insights and the understandings and the techniques that have taken me from that person I shared with you at the beginning of this podcast to the person I am today. So when I tell you to drink water or go outside or speak kindly to yourself or just say no or that you don't need to people please, I'm speaking to you with so much love as somebody who used to be where you're at and somebody who has gotten to the other side. I'm telling you these things not because they are cliches or what everybody says. I'm saying them to you because that is what I did to heal and feel better and let go of the anxiety and the depression and the stress and the overwhelm. What I share with you are the things that I did to get from a place of having absolutely no self-confidence where anybody and everybody would take advantage of me and use me and hurt me and bully me and do unthinkable things to me to the person that I am today. This week, I just want to invite you to be aware of my story as you listen to these episodes. I want you to keep in mind where I'm coming from when I share with you, not just as the confidence coach Christine, who maybe seems to have it all together, I want you to hear the hurt, scared, hopeless, depressed, suicidal, zero self-confidence, bully, abused person that I was speaking to you and saying, I know how we get out of here. I know how we make it better. Thank you for listening to this this week. I know this went long, but it just felt so important to share this with you. I know I've shared tidbits of this throughout some of the episodes, but I wanted to give it to you all in one episode. And of course, I touch on some of this in my book as well, Break the Cycle with Your Mother. It was just really on my heart to share with you more about not necessarily who I am right now, but who I was and why it's so important to me to put this out there for you. Have a beautiful week, and I will talk to you next time. Bye.